0: Actually, I have a postcard today from one of our listeners. This is a a greetings from Groovy Planto Ranch. Look at that postcard. Groovy Planto Ranch. And that's from our listener, Doug Binkley uh, from Michigan. So, Doug, appreciate you listening. What a blessing. Love the postcard. And uh, thanks for, uh, for being an encouragement by your note. Hey, we're in Jeremiah chapter number one. And I I promised you last episode that we would talk about the call of God upon Jeremiah's life. It's an amazing call. It really reminds me of the call of God upon the Apostle Paul's life. Very similar. You can read about that in Galatians chapter 1, right about verse number 15, right in there. But watch what it says here in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number 5. God is speaking and he says this to Jeremiah. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That is a mouthful. Did you hear what the Lord just said? This is is what God is confirming to Jeremiah. Jeremiah is just a young man. He's just entering ministry. But watch what God said. God said, Jeremiah, long before you knew, I knew. Uh, Jeremiah, I know I'm just letting, letting you in on this now, but Jeremiah, I've been at work in your life before you had a life, before I formed thee in your mother's belly, in your mother's womb. So think about that statement, before I formed thee. So God formed him. God was the one at work in the womb. What a powerful verse, by the way, to speak about the sanctity of the life of a child in the womb. There is absolutely no wiggle room. Every Bible-believing Christian has to understand that life, human life, begins at conception. Why? God is the one doing the forming in the womb. Reminds me of Psalm 139, where David speaks very specifically of the fact that God was at work in his life in his mother's womb. He calls it the lower parts of the earth and how God formed every part of him according to his book. Today, we know that to be the code, the DNA, the genome, the DNA, the fact that God has a specific blueprint for every single life and it's different for everybody. We are unique creations of God and God is at work of forming and and architecting our life, architecturing our lives according to His plan, His blueprint. And God said that to J- Jeremiah right here. Uh, I like the passage there in Galatians one to which I referred earlier. The Apostle Paul said, oh, "What well, God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace revealed His uh, re- His will in my life." That's Galatians one. And both of these men are testifying to the fact that, God, you were at work before I ever knew you were at work. But watch this. Not only was God forming him in his mother's womb, but before I formed thee in thy mother's womb. So in the mind of God, uh, this plan for, this this preparation of Jeremiah, wow. Like in eternity past, in the mind of God, the life of Jeremiah. Just understand just how special and unique we are as creations of God. A God who knows no time. God who's not limited by time and space. God who is, is eternal. I think about that verse in Ephesians chapter 2, where the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are Believers, we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God forms us. He fits us. He equips us according to the plan He has for our lives, the things that He has planned for us to do. Wow. You talk about identity. identity. You talk about value. but well, God has a specific place for you and a plan for your life as he did for Jeremiah. And God is simply bringing Jeremiah up to speed on it. He's just letting Jeremiah know, Jeremiah, this plan has been in, in place long before you ever realized it. So look at it again. Verse number five. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, still in your mom's womb, I sanctified thee. So so to sanctify means to make holy. We use the term sanctification. Uh, But sanctify, it means to set apart for specific use. So what does God say? God says, Jeremiah, I set you apart way back when before you were even born for a specific purpose. And what is said about Jeremiah is true about you and me as well. It's not that God calls everyone to be a prophet or a pastor or a missionary? but God has a purpose for every one of us. I sanctified thee. Watch this, and I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations unto the nations. The scope of your ministry, Jeremiah, Although much of it will be to preach to your people in Judah, I'm going to expand your ministry and you will have a worldwide ministry communicating the word of God. I've ordained thee. Sometimes in ministry, we have what's called an ordination service. I remember I was ordained to gospel ministry way back when. I've been part of many ordination councils and part of ordaining men to the gospel ministry. But understand this, we as people don't ordain people. God is the one that ordains. When we have an ordination service or place our hands on a man who's being ordained to gospel ministry, really all we're saying is we recognize we recognize as a corporate entity, the local church, we, rec- we recognize what God is doing. We recognize that God is ordaining. We're simply saying as represent- human representatives that we recognize what God is already doing. And it's God that does the work. It's God that does the calling. It's God that is the one at work here. And human beings are simply recognizing that. Indeed, Jeremiah is simply, for the first time as a young man, recognizing what God has already been doing in process in his life from before he was even born. Wow, what an exciting thought that is. Now, look at verse number 6. This is Jeremiah's response. Now, you would think his response would be, God, I'm humbled. And Lord, if this is something you're doing, I accept it. Because God, whatever you do, you do well. And you would never guide me and lead me into a position that you didn't, by your grace, intend to fulfill in my life. (laughs) That, That sounds like a good spiritual response. That's not what Jeremiah did. By the way, it's not what Isaiah did. It's not what Moses did. It's not what many of us do too. Uh, We argue with the Lord. The Lord has plans for us. The Lord has a place for us. But many times in our human frailty, and because we take stock of our own ability, not his ability, we don't see what God is doing. And and that's Jeremiah. Look at verse number five. Verse number six. Then said I, ah, ah. Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak, uh, for I am a child. Lord, um, you must have gotten this wrong. Lord, you must be mistaken. Lord, I hear what you're saying, but, I mean, have you really looked at my qualifications? Lord, I think that you chose the wrong person. Uh, I, I can't communicate this message. You want me to communicate your message to the nations? Do you know how old I am? Do you know what lack of experience I have? I'm just but a child. You obviously have called me either prematurely or uh, you have called me mistakenly because I am not your man. Isn't it interesting how Jeremiah, in essence here, is disagreeing with the Lord? Understand this principle that wherever God guides, he provides wherever God leads he feeds and God is not in the in in the habit of equipping people and then calling them. that's not the way God does it. no God calls people and equips them. See the difference? He will equip the call. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. I, I think Paul referenced that to the Corinthians when he said not many noble of this world. Not many of the talented, you know, uh, impressive people of this world are called. No, he's chosen the weak things of this world to confound the wise. Understand that when God calls people, humanly speaking, a lot of times you can't figure it out. Why would God call that person? But God gets the supreme glory when he calls the people that don't seem to be impressive, People like Jeremiah that don't seem to have credentials, that don't seem to have the experience, that don't seem to have the ability. And God gets great glory. In fact, sometimes when people look like they should be great natural-born leaders, God gives them weaknesses and physical disabilities or thorns in the flesh so that they don't get so high on the hog. They don't get so full of themselves. Remember the situation with the Apostle Paul. Where Paul said, take this thorn away from me. And God said, no, my strength is made perfect in weakness, in human weakness, because then you'll rely upon me and my grace is sufficient for you. And so whereas Jeremiah is making excuses, his excuses are not valid. Just as Moses made excuses, his excuses were not valid because God had a plan and a purpose and God knew exactly what he was doing. Look at verse number seven. But the Lord said, so the call of God, verse five, the response to the call of God, verse six, and now the response to the response of the call of God. And verse seven, what does God say to Jeremiah's excuse? I love it. Verse number seven. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I'm a child. Jeremiah quit making excuses. Quit telling me what I already know. Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Jeremiah, quit focusing upon who you are and begin focusing upon who I am. Quit thinking about your words or what you must say or what your ability is and know that your only job is to obey me. Any child can repeat what his parent says. Any child can go in the authority of mom or dad. We learned that at our house growing up. I have three boys. They're all grown and married. And one daughter, she's grown and married. And she's the youngest. How many know that when your daughter's the youngest, she's on the princess plan? (laughs) But also, she loved to represent dad. I mean to tell you, when she could tell the boys, hey, dad said, she said it with a little bit more luster and a little bit more authority. Dad said, come to dinner. Dad said, stop playing. Dad said, quit picking on me. Dad, see, that's what God is saying to Jeremiah here. Jeremiah, your job is not to be somebody or to have inherent authority or to have the age or the experience. Your job is simply to tell people, faithfully tell people what I tell you to tell them. That's the simplicity of it, isn't it? And that's still the simplicity of it when it comes to preaching, to teaching. That's why we do everyday truth because our job is simply to say, what does the Bible say? Let's teach it. Let's learn it. Let's live it. Let's do it God's way, not ours. That's all the time that we have for today. So we're going to quit right there in verse number 7. We'll come back to verse number eight next time. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.